Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. You need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Auto Parts. Steve Gregory is here. Who created quite a, quite a stir this week. <laughs> with his exclusive video of yeah. uh, violence on the uh, metro train and bus system. Stabbings, shootings, rapes uh, taken from... Uh, the last, well, much of it was from 2021. Yeah, most six six of the cases on the video were from 2021, spread out. And then you had one from 2020 one from 2019. Two and a half minutes of terrible violence. And yeah. uh, Metro tried real hard to suppress it and yep. keep you from doing it. But you got it out there. TV stations are now picking up yeah. the video, yeah. running it, and doing their own separate stories on it. So what, where are we here? Yeah, so um, I do know that uh, there's been some uh, meetings held behind the scenes. Uh, it caused quite an ass storm, and I was told that uh, the, the Monday meeting with, between law enforcement and MTA officials would be very awkward and uncomfortable because every week they meet to debrief on the previous week's crime stats and numbers, but I was told that it was probably going to be a very awkward meeting. They said this was a pretty interesting case because I talked to two law enforcement officials you know, in the last uh, probably last six hours, and they said every time something happens on the metro, any type of a train or a bus or anything like that, Metro's PR people are automatically on the phone with law enforcement to try to mitigate any damage, like publicity or any optics or anything wow. like that. Every time. Huh? Every time, except this one. There's been not one call. <laughs> what could they do? No one has called anybody about this situation. Law enforcement was expecting to get some sort of guidance on how to handle media inquiries. Nothing. So they thought that was a very telling sign. What do you think it's telling? I think it's just that they, they are hoping and praying that this thing just goes away and goes through its news cycle and then just disappears. I mean, there's no defense. There's no, no spitting there's this. No. Well, and I mean, you see, like, blood coming out of a guy as he's trying to back his way out. Uh, remember, he's on the ground. Right. The guy's mm-hmm. sitting on his rear end, and he's sliding on his rear end while his leg or some some body part is leaking blood and right. he's getting smeared in the aisle as he's trying to exit. Well, and the thing is, is that uh, when I found out Univision d- did the story on their network last night, and they were expecting to get a statement, they were mm. under the impression that they were going to talk to him. And I think I told you, they released the same statement to them that they did to me in January in Spanish. And that was the extent of their release. The sex assaults were particularly disturbing because you had one woman who was dragged off. Um, I guess she was sleeping. She on, was on, on a bench, no, no, on the platform, or was that she was on the train? Was the one that was she? She was on the train and she was kind of drunk. She looked out uh, of it. She was drunk or stoned. Yeah, and she was just kind of like kind of swaying back and forth. The guy just literally grabs her behind the shirt and her hair, like caveman style. Mm. Literally drags her off the oh, seat, yeah, right? That yeah, and then drags her slowly, drags her out onto the platform, lifts her up onto the bench, and then rapes her. Yeah. 
And then the other woman was sitting across from a guy, mm-hmm. right? And the guy stood up and was masturbating. And uh, and she's kind of sitting there like in shock. And then he gets up and walks over, shoves his crotch in her face. And then at the same time, he's lifting her shirt up and fondling her breasts. All the same time shoving himself into her face. And she's trying to fight back. And then he just starts punching her in the head. Yeah, I, that's... I was just really shook up watching that. A uh, lot of people were. Yeah. And I, in Have your, they run this on TV? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they really run well, it. Well, I see. I think KTLA opted to stop right at the point of the sexual assaults. I think they opted to do that because TV standards are a little different. You know, yeah. my stuff was online, so that was a little different. And, and we did have one TV station in town that decided to put the video up on their social media and not credit KFI. Well, I thought that was kind of interesting, um, as if they got the video. Um, and then everyone else did a pretty decent job with it overall. But, uh, you know, two of, the, two of the TV stations never got Metro statement. They didn't even mention Metro at all. Like, you know, we reached out to Metro or anything. We thought that was also interesting. But um, so what has happened as a result of this is I've got people coming out of the woodwork. I got... Documents now, emails, exchanges with law enforcement and metro officials. Oh, that have now landed in my been, lap. You've been uh, copied on this. I've been. Uh, these have been scanned and sent to me. I say, and this is including contracts, including emails of telling law enforcement officials to to back down, to, to really? lay off. Now, this was sent to me too. Listen to this story, and then we'll talk about it. A crackdown on metro buses and trains. And if you cause trouble, a fine is coming your way. CBS 2's Serene Branson is live at Union Station in downtown L.A. Which habits are red flags for fines? And Pat Metro is calling this campaign Metro Manners. Through partnerships with law enforcement agencies, <laughs> they're adding additional officers to their trains and buses. And those officers are cracking down, looking for everything from loud talkers to seat hogs. Metro is hoping to get all their riders on board the etiquette train. And I've seen people put their feet up on uh, the seats. And I'm thinking, why would you do that if you're going to have to sit there yourself? It's a welcome effort for Alice Thompson of LA. I think, and then our more elder people would feel more comfortable. As of last month, officers from the LAPD and Long Beach are now assisting the Sheriff's Department and Metro's enforcement surges, cracking down on rude riders. According to their code of conduct, they're looking for customers who are disturbing others, displaying disorderly lewd conduct, playing loud music, eating, drinking, smoking, vaping, or occupying more than one seat and blocking a door. They call that manspreading, where a rider takes up too much room. You would think these are pretty common sense. Absolutely. Uh, One thing we don't like to see is one person taking up more than one seat. Metro spokesperson Dave Zotero says some folks may get warnings, but fines range from $75 for a first-time offense to $1,000 jail time and even being temporarily banned for repeat offenders. Jail time? Did this just come out? This was 2017. (laughs) So what changed? (laughs) They went from adding cops and bragging about adding cops to curb people's bad behavior. Etiquette. Cops. Etiquette. Yeah. Uh, manners. Uh, I know we're running up on break, but I, I don't know if you want to continue on this. No, but- no yeah. Well, yeah, but I, I don't understand. And now it's anything goes, including uh, stabbings, but now shootings, they and rape. They don't want the cops. And then that came from one person. These came from, half of these came from another person. But when I look through it, 
you see in here where there's the directives from MTA to law enforcement, you will now step down. You will not enforce these code of conduct things. You will strictly stick to criminal penal code violations. And what was interesting is you listen to this campaign back in 2017 when apparently they wanted the cops on the trains. They wanted to add more presence on right. the train. So what changed? And and look what people are getting away with yeah. on the trains now. What happened and what changed to where they went from this in 2017 to where they've got this well, in 2022? Well, is this all the anti-cop to fund the police woke hysteria? Yeah, I'm, I'll let you know when I get through all of this. All right. I mean, it's a lot of stuff. And Yeah, and I'm I was going to say, when when you digest that, yeah. And I call it. to action right now. Anybody current, former MTA, LAPD, LA County Sheriff, Long Beach PD, reach out to me, talk to me. Let's get the story on the air. How do they contact you? It's online, Steve Gregory at iHeartMedia.com. Okay. All right. Very Thanks, good. guys. Have a great weekend. All right. It's good stuff there. Uh, Steve Gregory, KFI News, and uh, it's John and Ken Show. What we're going to do today, because it's a really busy 5 o'clock hour, we do have a hack to throw in the dumpster, and it's a little related to what was just going on the airwaves here on KFI. There's a little hint that's coming up in the big 5 o'clock hour. So we're going to have to give that gas card away in the first segment next hour. So just before we close out to the news at 5 o'clock, we'll give you the number. Are we going to continue with the singing? Is that kind yeah, of Yeah, let's do it. That was fun. Right, John? What about judge number two? Sure. We could do the singing. Okay. All right. Because yesterday that was a bit of a success. It worked better than what happened the day before when people were doing anything they wanted. And <laughs> couldn't figure out. Uh, anyway, uh, yeah, you can sing and you can sing anything you want. And praise. You can beg. You can just sing a musical number right whatever as long just if it sounds like a song right you get 30 seconds it turns out yesterday most people didn't use the 30 seconds they used like 20 and kind of dropped out because it's i guess it's a little stressful and awkward to just be 30 seconds is a long time <laughs> when you're singing in public it is some bizarre song you just made up you're really just singing in a phone though no one can see you no they're very nervous I always understand the people who call in are very nervous, which is why sometimes they act the way they do. Yes. Uh, now, here's your update on uh, the joke of the week. The demise of CNN Plus. <laughs> Laid off staffers are aghast and furious. I like those two descriptions because uh, they really got uh, shocked by this. In fact, according to the stories, uh, one of the big wonky wonks at uh, Warner Brothers Discovery just told them recently that we're sticking with this. This is Warner Brothers Discovery CEO David Zaslav. He recently said to workers, we're giving CNN Plus a chance. He came in a few weeks ago and he said they would soon be running the world ahead of even the CNN anchors on regular TV. Oh, well. Yeah. Isn't that usually the kiss of death? That's like the owner saying that yeah. the manager has yeah. my, my back. I, <laughs> I support him and he's doing a great job. And Yeah, you got to be wary of certain broadcast executives. I didn't know that. Did you mention this yesterday that, that it was a billion dollar investment on um, CNN Plus? Well, I know they had already spent $300 million already out the door. And I think they had, had a budget to spend a billion over the next year. A billion a on a billion streaming dollars. thing where well, one joke here, I, I don't know why. Anderson Cooper talked about parenting. Wow. Oh yeah, and and and, and uh, uh, Jake Tapper, one of the daytime anchors, he was going to have a book club. 
So it wasn't because somebody said in this article I'm reading, yep. if it had really been an app that just showed me CNN news, like I could see on TV, but I can you know, take it with me, I might have considered subscribing. No, but that was the instead that, they're not they weren't doing that. That was the problem. They could not run live CNN news coverage on the streaming service because that would violate the contracts they made with all the uh, cable companies. That's right, because they're running it, right. right. Well, I mean, competition. You know, like when when CNN made a deal with, let's say, uh, Spectrum Cable. Spectrum says, "Well, we want exclusive this exclusive CNN feed. You right. can't give it to competing media well, outlets you can't because just stream it out on your own. Because right? Then they won't need to turn to Spectrum to find your channel. Yeah. Right. If yeah. They can just go to CNN Plus app. So so CNN had streaming. this idea that they were going to take some of the existing hosts and everybody was going to have an extra new show. Right, you know, there was it was going to be uh, an, a, another Don Lemon show and another uh, Anderson Cooper show, another Jake Tapper show, Chris Wallace, and then and I, funny, it's funny you said that because it says here Don Lemon just announced he was getting a show a few days ago. And you know, these are people that nobody is watching their current shows. They're not right. So you want? Yeah, but some... it was going to be a different take on their personalities. Their wonderful, but joyous the, personalities you... were going to be on display. You have an unpopular. I think Chris Wallace was going to do a cooking show. You want it? You want an unpopular, <laughs> bad personality, uh, and and then give them you know the other side of their, yeah, whatever pulses you about them. I mean, they, plus look at look at what we're talking about here. They have uh, a repellent group of personalities on TV. Who wakes up in the morning and wants to see Wolf Blitzer's head, <laughs> or Don Lemon, or Anderson Cooper? Anderson Cooper, I, I, he's one of these guys. I, I don't understand. He's got such a charmed life. He's been on everywhere. He's a 60 Minutes correspondent. He's a, a prime time for two hours on, on CNN. He's, he anchors all their main coverage. He had his own daytime talk show. He was uh, guest hosting for Jeopardy. It's like, what's the market for this guy? <laughs> what is it? What am I missing? He does New Year's Eve. With he what's does the, New what's Year's Eve. <laughs> the guy's got five jobs. Why? Like Ryan Seacrest. Uh, uh, don't get me started. Uh, Wallace was given $9 million a year. They think he's probably going to move over to CNN and take the uh, Chris Cuomo 9 p.m. time slot, which is 6 o'clock hard time. Yeah, that was another one. Chris Cuomo. <laughs> I mean, you talk about a human roach. <laughs> God. I oh, just, he'll be back somewhere. Oh, I know. None, none of these people ever die. No. But so so here's the thing. We were talking about statistics yesterday. They were getting less than 10,000 people watching at any given moment. They had 150,000 people sign up for six bucks a month. But with those 150,000, it was only about it was less than 10,000 a minute. Were there ads on it or just it was just all by pace? Uh, I don't think there was. was no, I, the streaming services are if you're paying is not supposed to be ads generally. I mean, yeah, it can because be. because I just saw a part in the story here that some of the advertisers pulled their ads recently, which was like the last death now, so I couldn't figure out. Oh, I thought I think that was the advertising for CNN Plus they pulled. Oh, I see. That was <laughs> what they, the stream they were running on, on regular CNN. They pulled those ads. Yeah. They pulled over some woman named Casey Hunt from MSNBC for a million dollars. She's quickly out of a job. But, but they're going to get their money. Oh, yeah, you're right. You get those contracts that are guaranteed. Right, right. right. Oh. Although, I think Chris Wallace, they probably had a clause since they were paying him $9 million that, you know, if CNN Plus folds, we can assign you to anything. 
But now they're talking about the other people. Apparently, some people left their jobs at CNN to go to CNN Plus. I'm not talking about the on-air oh, people. Oh, yeah, those people. The support are... people are probably screwed. They don't yeah. have contracts no, guaranteeing the money. No, they don't. So that's apparently this woman I just mentioned, Casey. Uh, she says she's trying to help them find jobs right now. Yes. Yeah. Oh, you're well, right. She's probably getting her money. But hey, she feels uh, bad because the staffers came, and now they're just left in the lurch. Look, in a different world, CNN would not have spent the last six, seven years uh, reporting nothing but hoaxes. And fake news, and then maybe this comes out differently. But they're, you know, they're a joke now. They're a woke joke. Yeah, well, I, like we said the other day, and what's happened to Netflix? Go woke. There's going to be a point where there's just too many streaming services. Yeah. They're thinking about even combining. Uh, I guess it's Discovery with HBO Max. Discovery has its own streaming, but they might combine the two because, right. uh, you know, they might charge a couple dollars more, but. That's it's it's too many streaming services. You can't yeah. all find an audience. See, the saying now is uh, "go broke." No, go woke. Go broke. Become a joke. I didn't hear the third part of that. Yeah. It's new to me. All right, we got more coming up. John and Ken, KFI, and we have decided, I guess, for the second day in a row, to give it a shot. You're going to sing for your gas card. Sing whatever you want. You can. You can oh. do a well-known tune. You can do mm. your own song. Yesterday's winner. Uh, which I thought was unique. In the 30 seconds or less, he both begged and praised the John and Ken show. Yeah. The John and Ken and Deborah yeah, Marks. That was, was clever. All. So, all within the same song. You could sing a real song, a fake song, write your own on the spot. Deborah Mark likes musicals. Yeah. Uh, Especially Wicked, Les Mis. Oh, God. Oh, man. <laughs> uh, yeah, the Les Mis song. You, pro you probably end up going of alone. Phantom of the Opera. I can't even think of those. Mm -hmm. Those. Those were not my favorites. No. Um, Love yeah. Phantom of the Opera music. Oh, you have uh, no idea how much I hate Phantom of the Opera. Okay. Like almost violent. And I feel like the same musicals just keep coming back. It's like they never go away. Is, is there yeah. anything new that breaks through? That yeah. uh... There's a Tina Turner musical. Let's see. Well, that's um, different, though, because those are real songs. Hit songs, familiar songs. Okay, but I like those too. I like all kinds I of musicals. I hate fake musical songs. Mm. Uh, we'll have the Moist line, and in about an hour, it will be time once again for the mob members to assemble and help us throw a hack into the dumpster. That's coming up on the John and Ken show. Uh, this is one of my favorite stories of the week. Uh, this comes from the whole Me Too movement, which, by the way, is... Five years old now, almost. Uh, there was a problem in the Cal State system with claims of sex harassment and how they were handled by the higher-ups. So this story involves the uh, president of Sonoma State. Ever visited Sonoma State College? No? Her name is Judy Sakaki. She was a part of a group of Cal State presidents who met with a top aide to the California State Assembly Speaker's Office in February to say, you know, this is terrible. We've lost confidence in the chancellor of the Cal State system over his handling of all the sex harassment cases. Um, we just don't think it's, it's going well. Uh, we believe that we should draft a, uh, uh, some sort of uh, official objection. And Sakaki, it turns out, she's at this meeting with the assembly leader, his name is Anthony Rendon. She's complaining about how the head of Cal State, that's the overall chancellor, is handling sex harassment. And at the same time, well, really just 
couple of weeks before, she signed a settlement in which Cal State agreed to pay $600,000 to resolve a legal claim filed by a former provost who reported harassment allegations against her husband, a lobbyist by the name of Patrick McCallum. So you think about the hypocrisy here. She's complaining to the state assembly speaker about the chancellor's handling of sex harassment. And at the same time, she's signing off in a settlement because her husband was accused of doing that. Wait, is that legal? Person. She, she can, she can pay $600,000 to, to uh, resolve a legal complaint against her own husband. Yeah. It does that's, sound like a conflict of interest, doesn't it? I mean, that's the, that, that's tax money. That's tuition money. She gets to do that. Her in husband fact, goes around doing, doing, uh, well, the person involved also claimed that this Sakaki retaliated against her, so that kind of dragged her into it. Boy, these people are shameless, aren't they? So, I mean, hypocrisy doesn't even begin to uh, um, explain this. Well, now, as far as the Assembly Speaker is concerned, they're saying that the meeting took place and the Speaker was unaware of the settlement that this woman made, and apparently four other Cal State presidents who met with him, uh, met with his higher education aide, they were not aware that... Uh, she had signed off on this agreement. Yeah, her uh, husband, McCallum, uh, was doing something to Lisa Vollendorf. Hmm. McCallum <clears throat> is an official campus volunteer. Oh, uh, a veteran lobbyist for higher education and uh, victims of wildfires. Yeah, and apparently just this week, uh, this judge that oversees the Fire Victim Trust Fund set up to pay PG&E wildfire victims is no longer retaining this guy McCallum as a lobbyist. They have dropped him. And further, this Cal Sonoma President Sakaki is separated from him. So here's what uh, McCallum did, according to Vollendorf. Talked oh. about his sex life, ran his fingers through one woman's hair, oh. and then made inappropriate personal comments about her appearance during a party at his house. Oh. He was described as creepy, disgusting, and pervy. They are, of course, denying the allegations, but they still but they still paid to the settlement. Well, yeah, it's not our money. How much do you want to go away? We can uh, we can use this tax money. Uh, we can yeah. use this tuition money. <laughs> uh, We're not yeah. admitting any wrongdoing, but since it's not our money, what does it matter? Yeah, apparently, just this week, Sakaki announced she was separating from McCallum, uh, saying that he sent emails to family and friends about the scandal that she described as inaccurate and unauthorized. The emails referenced hurtful allegations. What a nice marriage. And they criticized this Vollendorf woman. <laughs> What's going on? So now, and I love this, the Academic Senate's Executive Committee will discuss a vote of no confidence in Sakaki at Ooh. their meeting. Hmm. Yeah. Does that... When, no confidence. I don't know what that means. Does it mean you have, you have to resign? You're I, supposed I, to go? I don't know. You're supposed to react to that? I don't or know. Like, well, well, fine. You have no confidence in me. That's okay. I'll move on. That's what the state president, uh, well, that's what Sakaki was trying to get, uh, a no-confidence vote about uh, uh, the uh, system's chancellor. Right. She wanted no confidence in the chancellor, and now people want no confidence in Sakaki. Because you know what? Of- Nobody really wants to get report this stuff and get involved in it. It, it gets so icky, right? Nobody, oh, I know, you, yeah. you get you get a sex harassment claim on your desk. You're in some kind of supervisor position. You don't want to deal with it. <laughs> What's the upside of dealing with it? It's really hard to figure out what happened. Yeah. Everybody's going to deny it. They're going to get lawyers. It's going to get in the press. I mean, you know, you, you get a stink on you no matter what. It's the worst day of your life when you get a complaint.
But it seems pretty hypocritical to be sitting there complaining about how someone else handled a sex harassment case when you're signing off on a well, sex harassment case involving your own husband. Well, these are it's these, like, what are you doing? Yeah, well, I mean, these are uh, education officials. Yeah. And on top of that, they're, apparently, they're all like uh, that. The Cal State system is uh, seeing a big decrease, a drop of 13,000 students over the past year. And one of the campuses hit the most was Sonoma. So they're uh, they got budget problems too. So no, because well, they were they were charging money and they were closed. And a lot of kids will said the hell with this. I'm not going to pay money and then uh, you know. There's sit, Zoom learning. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, that, they, they, you know they they really got boned on the Zoom learning. It was such a failure. It's now costing them a lot of money. And a lot of kids maybe went to work and realized, you know what? I can get to work. I can get around. I don't need my Sonoma State degree. Well, that's what I'm thinking, though. There's so many commercials on TV for these online universities anyway. You would think that yeah. that would be just a natural. A lot of them. Because you said it's tough for, like, eight-year-olds to learn on Zoom. But you would think a college student should be able to handle it. Yeah, but it's boring. Yeah, it's not like people go to college. People go to college for the social aspects. To drink? Yeah. Yeah, that's what they do. Drink and have sex. We, we you take the drinking and the sex out. Now what do you got? You're staring at a screen? <laughs> Just so you could get a job somewhere to stare at a screen? That's your life? It's terrible. John and Ken KFI. We're not kidding. We're inviting uh, three listeners. They will be screened carefully. Ha. Anyway, uh, and you get 30 seconds. You can sing anything you want. You can sing praise for the show. You can beg in your song. You can sing a top tune that you think we might like on a beautiful afternoon. Oh, for goodness sakes. Uh, there's three of us, and we'll pick a winner out of the three. Uh, well, then you come up with something. No, that's fine. I, I'm, I'm happy about it. Oh, you sound real happy. Well, that's his little dismissive way of just like, all right, I don't want to deal with this. Uh, it's fun. We enjoy it. I'll mutter under my breath when I'm challenged. I'll go, oh, yeah, I'm fine. I'm fine. fine. I'm right. fine. I'm happy. Good Lord. You are an infant. Um, anyway. That will be followed by the moist line, and we'll have a hack for the dumpster. By the way, I got I got the uh, haircut yesterday, and you know how you can look in the mirror when you're getting your hair cut, right? Yeah. So you can kind of see the the behind you. There were chairs on the other side, and I couldn't help staring as I watched a completely bald guy in the chair being worked on by another stylist. I couldn't understand, so I tried to, without gawking, what do you do? I didn't understand. Was he getting his head waxed? Kind of it looked like that, and he had a little fringe down towards the neck that maybe the guy was working on, but he was there a while. And yeah, I, sometimes some guys are, have a very waxed, shiny look. And uh, they like need to go to a, and pay for like someone to really uh, uh, you work that over? I don't know. I just... Well, we have uh, sad news to report here on the John and Ken Show. Uh, just uh, days after she pled guilty to faking her own kidnapping... Sherry Papini's husband is filing for divorce. Uh, it's, a, well, it's a tragedy. Isn't that about six years too late? I, I, I wonder if he believed her all this time. No. That she actually was kidnapped. No, I wouldn't have believed that. Well, but, and wasn't he involved if, in some of the fundraising if, and the money that came in, as if, I recall? Seriously. This is Keith Papini. Your wife comes home and she's branded and it's two Hispanic women who held her captive. Seriously, not even for 10 seconds. I mean, I would have done everything I can to turn her in. Uh, he has had custody of the kids through an emergency order. Yeah, they did have children, sadly. Wow. Um, 
you think they'll make a movie out of this or she'll write a book or some sort of weird uh, development uh, we don't know about? Uh, that, I mean, there hasn't been there hasn't been a uh, like a TV miniseries about this. No, but well, no, you know, only, got, we only recently found out with the yeah. charges. Oh, then I there mean, there will be eventually. I mean, this happened in 2016, and then you know she showed up some weeks later with her story. But it took this many years for them to bring a case against her. They didn't. They didn't have evidence, week. but they knew almost immediately that she was full of it. They did. Um, there was nothing about this that uh, in any way seemed real. Right. And it clearly was a crazy person who'd, who'd gone off the rails. But everyone described her as the perfect mother. She was. No, absolute... some people. Some of the people who. Uh, Knew her, said she was a, a drama queen. She was constantly drawing attention to herself and making all these wild claims. Right. I mean, you know, the kind of people who say that are those silly people who just uh, get enamored with Instagram photos. Right. In case you don't know this story, it turns out that she faked her own kidnapping and then she actually came down to Orange County to stay with the former boyfriend who apparently, I guess he found out the truth and uh, she ended up branding herself and causing injuries to her own body to make it look like she was attacked by these uh, two Hispanic women that she made up. And then eventually <laughs> she went back up to Northern California and dumped herself on the side of the road. That's what happened over the course of several weeks back in 2016 when this story was, again, a fascination for the world because it involved a attractive young blonde white woman. Well, the, uh, the Shasta County Sheriff Sergeant Kyle Wallace along with Captain Brian Jackson. Now, they've been working on this case for six years, and they were interviewed on Dateline. And Wallace said, you know, they, they right away, she had left a tuft of hair with the phone near where she had been abducted. Yeah. And she, Wallace was suspicious right away. Just when you look at the hair alone, it was theatrical and didn't really fit what she said in the story. I think being able to look at each piece of evidence now with the clarity of what was going on, uh, but the drama and the theatrics that she brought with every step of this investigation, that was part of her undoing. In other words, there was just too many ridiculous components to the story. You can have like one or two components that are a little odd that you can't quite explain, but you can't right. have all the components be ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah, so. And she was just making stuff up off the top of her head. By the way, they took like $30,000 from a victim's compensation fund. That's real nice. Well, yeah. She's a, and she's a crook on top of it. I mean, you can't... Have you seen that uh, Inventing Anna story on Netflix? No, I don't even know what that is. Oh, you should... too many shows I can't keep up with all Oh, this is really good. No, it's really, really good. If you want to see uh, just the limits of, uh, uh, of, of mental illness of somebody who can uh, defraud... Lots of people out of money with a persona. Wow. And it, it's, it's, based on a, it's all based on a real story at a New York magazine, and it became uh, quite a trial in New York City. Oh, and so it, it's a real story. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's a, it's a woman who came from ordinary background in uh, Germany, and she presented herself off as a German heiress, and she conned banks and investment firms and mm -hmm. uh, all the rich, beautiful people in the art world and the fashion world and... Convinced them that she uh, was this German heiress and she was going to open this artistic foundation and she needed $40 million in loans and she ripped off, she stayed in beautiful hotels and never paid and ripped off all her friends. 
most fascinating to see how how the 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 the, the sociopathic nature of a of a con man works. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I it's it's a great thing to watch. Deborah watched it too. So good, Ken. You would actually really like it. Yeah, it, it explains a lot about human nature and why people want to believe frauds. You know, there's 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 a reason that people fall for con artists, and there's things that people want to believe. Uh, we talked about uh, CNN Plus earlier this hour and its uh, demise. Moving over to the other network, remember the former legend at Fox News, Bill O'Reilly? He's still out there. I guess he streams a show. Um, yeah, he's got something online. He, uh, he apparently was recorded at New York's JFK Airport a couple of weeks ago, and he had a meltdown uh, on a JetBlue staff member. Uh, he's swearing and pointing his finger threatening the guy you're gonna lose your job by the way I, if you look at the picture he's like wearing this sort of white outfit a white jacket and he like looks old bald stooped gaunt yeah i had to look at the picture twice i'm saying that's bill o'reilly i would not have recognized and him. guess where he was going where turks and caicos <laughs> oh is that right yep. that's where all the cool people go right yep, yep, yeah oh. yep. yeah he has a podcast no spin news and analysis and uh, apparently he was uh, pointing his finger at the uh, counter person. What are you going to do? It's three hours late. Well, they go back and forth. Well, the and counter... eventually uh, O'Reilly scolds, don't bleep and start. Don't bleep and talk to me like that. And the JetBlue employee says, wait, are you threatening me with violence, man? And uh, he denies that. No, I'm not. Uh, you're the one saying, uh, I dare you. I dare you. Is that what you said to me? What is a clerk going to do about a flight that's three that's hours late. late? Exactly right. What are you going to do? He's sitting Some behind a desk say. in a terminal. What? What? Uh, he's flying the plane? Yeah, I, no, O'Reilly's a, is a flaming a-hole. I don't want it to turn into one of these people. There's one of these guys behind me today because we got online to get into a restaurant and they, as soon as they walk up, he's got no patience. Where's the people that work here? Where's everybody? How come we can't see what's going on? What is this? It's like, just calm down. Give us like two minutes and maybe this will be figured out. It was just... Where were you? Standing outside a restaurant trying to get in. So, oh. Yeah. Oh, no. The whole, the whole business world is broken down. There's no one interested in making things work. Well, there's also a lack of employees. Yeah. That's... Most of the time, it's in the kitchen. Yeah. I've heard some restaurants who only are doing... Takeout. They're not doing dine-in because it's just there's too much. They can't, can't. The kitchen can't keep up. So, but takeout they can do faster because just people just come in and go out. Yeah, it used to. They didn't want to do takeout because it took away from the uh, from the dine-in customers. Right, but now the dine-in's slow because people come in and sit there for an hour and just eat their food. But you can put out fifty <laughs> orders in that right. time. Right. Yeah. Now, now people don't want to get off the sofa anymore. They barely want to walk to the uh, to the front door to get the food. Yeah, although someone told me one of the delivery services is in trouble. One of the big food delivery services is uh, hanging on the edge. Yeah. All right. When we come back, it's the 5 o'clock hour. Now, you can call now, 1-800-520-1534, if you want to be one of the three people that we will select to sing for a $100 gas card. 1-800-520-1534. John and Ken Show and Deborah Mark has the news. KFI AM 640. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? 
a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.